0: Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 My Purpose girls. Greetings from Miami. This is the first episode I've taped in Miami, and if it sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm in my parents' closet. Yes, I'm back in the closet before I came out as bisexual. It is a little weird to be in an actual closet, but we figured the best sound would come in here padded by all of my parents' clothes. And I'm in Miami because I had a vision years ago. And that vision was that I would have a business that was 100% on purpose. I had a vision that I would be on stage having my own show. I saw myself with these big earphones like I'm wearing right now. I saw myself with the microphone with my mouth right up to it like it is now. I saw millions of women on their feet in stadiums shouting yes to their purpose. I saw myself in an epic, beautiful romance married to a king and someone who treats me like a queen And I actually had the vision, even when I was having the miscarriages, even when I went through all of the IVF treatments, even when it seemed to be failing, I had the vision of a little baby with curly hair, curly brown hair, crawling across the floor. And I actually had that vision that it would be a boy, even though everything in my body had wanted quote unquote, a girl, and that doesn't mean I'm not happy with my boy. I'm like beyond happy. And I love being a boy mom and everything about that has changed. But obviously, I do girls and women's empowerment for a living. So I thought I wanted a girl. But when I had the vision, it was a boy with curly hair. I had the vision that I would get to work from anywhere, that I would get to live in multiple places. And so the fact that I'm sitting in my parents' closet in Miami, because I am living here for the month living here. Like we have breakfast here. We don't go out for all of our meals. We cook. We were with my parents' best friends last night and they're like, you're not cooking, are you? We're like, yes, we live here. We do laundry here. Just like we did when we were in Paris for a month. We lived there. We did laundry. We cleaned dishes. We scooped up poopy diapers. Well, we do that no matter where we are. And so being in this closet right now, taping this podcast is the actualization, the realization of a vision that I have had for a long time. And I've always been a fan of visioning. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the Purpose Girl podcast. And I'm so excited because I'm going to share with you the science behind having a vision. I'm going to share with you how other people use it to bring that vision to have success in any and every area of their life. And we're going to talk about tools that you can do. And I'm going to announce a 100% totally free, exciting opportunity for you to go deeper on vision with me in a new masterclass that I am holding and I cannot wait. But first, of course, I want to read a review of the week. This is coming to me from Amy in a personal email that she sent to me. She said, I want to take the opportunity to thank you for coaching me through your podcast, for being that bestie in my ear. There are so many episodes that directly affected action steps in my life that are growing me and helping me to remember that loving myself is a priority. So I just want to thank you and celebrate you for being your authentic self and inspiring me to make choices toward being my authentic self. Amy, I already sent you an email back. I was in tears as I read this. I love that we are besties already. I'm so beyond honored by your words. It is why I do what I do. When all of you send me emails or private messages on Instagram or Facebook, when you write your reviews for the podcast, it means everything. And so if you haven't yet left your review, please pause the podcast episode right now. It's going to be juicy. You're going to want to come back. But just go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a five-star review with one sentence. Your one sentence, yes, helps me know how the Purpose Girl podcast is impacting your life. And it lets other women across the globe know how it will impact theirs. And that is how we change the world one woman at a time. We each take personal responsibility for being that change. So in advance, thank you for pausing the episode right now, heading over and leaving that review. It means so, so, so much. Now, I'm just curious, how many of you have ever started a vision board? Right, you like got into your old magazines, personally, I keep stacks of O Magazine, of cooking magazines. I used to have stacks of Us Weekly, right? Like that kind of gossip magazine. (laughs) I didn't usually find things for my vision board in it, but you never know. There was always Oprah in there or somebody else that I always put on my vision boards. But you have these stacks of magazines and you open them up maybe at the beginning of a year and you go through the pictures and you cut out the pictures. And you put them on a board to say, that is the life that I want. And if you haven't done this, then this is enough for you to get, for you to start using the powerful tools of visioning that we are going to talk about. And if you've done it, I'd love to hear from you. What was your experience with it? Now, here's what I have found about vision boards. I have found that I absolutely love the idea of making them. I absolutely love the idea of having one. And I will tell you that when I have completed my vision boards and I have them on the wall, which I've done many times in my life, they make a difference. In 2007, maybe it was 2008, I was in a Gestalt psychology program, an 18-month program. I wasn't yet a coach. I was still in corporate marketing but I was interested. I was curious and I loved self-help, right? I already had shelves and shelves of self-help books. It was my fun reading. I loved all this shit. And so I heard about this gestalt program that took you on a deep personal journey. You would learn skills and tools. And I was like, oh yes, sign me up. And in the first couple of months of the program, as they had us get into what we really, really desire in life, who we really were. And that was the thing about this program. It kind of like stripped us down to who we really are as our raw, true, authentic self, not the self that we put out in the world, but like, what do we really want? What's really true for us? Which was a very challenging question for me because I was really good at what's the image. That other people want to see what's the right thing to do here? What does the good girl, little sister, youngest do? And not as good at being honest about my authentic self. Like back then I really was in the closet. (laughs) I probably was even hiding my bisexuality from myself. That's how in the closet I was. But through the exercises, many of which I still do with my clients in my coaching practice, and if you're in my groups, you're in my programs, you join the Goddess on Purpose class, I have a couple of the Gestalt exercises in there. If you're in any of my courses, I have them in there. So as we got down to our raw truth, I had to be honest with myself about where I was living authentically and where I wasn't. And so I went through the magazines that they had us do on a whole day. We spent a whole day on these vision boards. And the question was, what do you want in life? And for a lot of people, they weren't sure. And I had spent a lot of time really thinking about what do I want before even creating that vision board. I used to stop by the coffee shop on my way to the office, right? I had a great corporate marketing job and on my way to the office, I would stop at this little coffee shop called Dewey's. It was so charming. It was so sweet. I always knew a couple of people in there. I knew the baristas. I would sit down with a cinnamon chip scone and my latte and on napkins. I wrote out in 10 years, here's where I'll be. In five years, here's where I'll be. Because I thought about it all the time. I wasn't taking action yet, but I thought about it all the time. And so when we were asked to make this vision board, I had already thought about, I want to be Oprah. Like, I'm just going to be honest, right? I want to be able to say to you, I want to have a whole stadium of women and I can say, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car, right? Right. And so on my vision board was that I was going to be on her show. It was before Super Soul Sunday. It was when she still had the daytime show. There's Oprah, boom, on the vision board. I saw a child and I actually saw a child of a different ethnicity. And I don't know if that means that I'm still visualizing that I'm going to adopt one day. It's coming up for me. I would love to hear any of your own experiences adopting from another country, adopting a child who is a different ethnicity or race than you. That's just the child that spoke to me as I went through my vision board. I have a picture on that vision board of me, or I should say of a woman in her 70s or 80s intertwined with a man in his 70s or 80s in total love. You can see their feet intertwined, them laughing with each other. I have a picture on that vision board of a book and the words published author. And I took that vision board very seriously because I knew that that vision had the possibility of becoming life. There was a part of me that thought, this is crazy. These things will never happen. (laughs) Who do you think you are? But there was a deeper part of me that knew that it was not only a possibility, but that it was going to happen. And that's the part of me that has no quote-unquote hard evidence. That's the part of me that sometimes seems a little wacky. That's the part of me that other people might think is arrogant or crazy. Maybe sometimes I think that about myself. That's the part of me that is clear and grounded. That part of me actually had that knowing from the time that I got divorced at 26 it was like I was living with my friend Holly and we would sit around drinking red wine smoking cigarettes I'm not even a smoker but this is what she and I did for a summer and we would dream we would talk about all the things that we were going to do in the world she wanted to go into politics she wanted to be a CEO she wanted to be a big time executive she wanted to be making lots and lots of money. I would talk about that I was going to lead women. I was going to empower girls. I was, we would talk about this. And she said to me, you're going to be huge. And I said, I honestly know it. I was 26, 27. I said, I really know it. But not in an arrogant way. Just like, yeah, I really feel that that is my destiny, is to impact the masses. So I had had this vision for a while, but I will tell you, it was like another 10 years before I made that vision board. But I knew when I looked back at my life that I had really created the vision of my life. Because when I was in high school, in middle school, in elementary school, what I really wanted was to find a really good looking husband. I wanted him to be a lawyer or a doctor. I wanted us to have a really like perfect life. I wanted the white picket fence. I wanted the perfect looking dog. I wanted this light. Like I had a picture and I had that by the time I was 22, right? I got married at 22. We had our big house in the burbs by the time we were 24. If you haven't heard that story, go back and listen to episode one of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you look at your life, sister, you actually have created visions before. Maybe you weren't conscious of it. But we are actually co-creating with the universe all the time. And that might seem a little bit like woo-woo. But so many of us, how many times do you have the vision that something is going to go wrong? And it does. Now, things go wrong anyway. Absolutely. I would never say that somebody having an illness, it's their fault because they thought about it. Absolutely not. And we actually know from the science that you having Powerful visions for your life. You doing powerful visioning exercises increases the chances that that vision comes to reality. A few years ago, I was watching the Olympics and skier Lindsay Vaughn, pretty sure it was Lindsay Vaughn. Maybe it was Peekaboo Street, but I'm pretty sure it was Lindsay Vaughn. She stood at the top of the mountain right before her run. And she looked down the mountain, however much of it she could see, and the camera stayed on her for about a minute, watching her close her eyes, bend her knees, and begin to squat to the left and then squat to the right and then stand back up and then open her arms a little bit, bring her arms in, squat down again, squat left, squat right, squat right, I'm watching her and I thought, what is she doing? Like a warm-up dancer? Is this like what she does before? This is like her good luck routine, right? Like Tony Robbins has his speech routine before he goes on stage every time. I do too. I play music like this girl is on fire. Jennifer Lopez is Let's Get Loud and I like pipe myself up, right? And then I realized, oh no, I know what she's doing. She's going through the course in her mind. She's seeing the course in front of her. She's envisioning where she has to turn her skis to the left, where she has to turn her skis to the right. She's seeing it all. And having my master's degree in positive psychology, I thought, oh my goddess, this is genius. Because what we know from the research, we know that there is an 88% overlap in your brain activity between what you actually see with your eyes and what you envision seeing. Let me repeat that. When you see something with your eyes, a research study was done with people looking at a painting and taking that painting in with their eyes. And they looked at the brain activity, right? Their brains were wired up, to be able to see what parts of their brain were fired off, which neurons were firing and wiring. And so they had a map of people's brain when looking at this painting. Then a few minutes later, the same people closed their eyes and they envisioned the painting. And there was an 88% overlap in brain activity. What? Now, what does that mean? It means that even when they weren't looking at the painting, the brain thought that they were. This is mind blowing. This actually should be blowing your mind right now. Like, what? They were able to think about the painting and their brain acted like they were looking at the painting? Holy cow. Now, why is that so mind-blowing? Because that means that if we think about something in our minds, our brain thinks it is happening. Let me repeat that. That means that if you are thinking about something in your mind, your brain thinks it is happening. You all should be like on the floor right now. If you're driving, I hope that you are staying focused because this is like massive, life-changing information I'm giving you right here. Why is that so important? Because when your brain thinks it's doing something, it does it. And this is why all of the sports greats use visualization. Whether it is Lindsey Vonn, who has said, I always visualize the run before I do it. By the time I get to the start gate, I've run that race a hundred times already in my head, picturing how I'll take the turns. So her body doesn't have to look, her eyes don't have to look and say, where's the next turn? She already has taken it in her mind, which allows then the effort and energy in her mind to focus on her legs doing it. Her legs already know how to do it because she's done it a hundred times. It's fucking genius. Olympic gold medal swimmer, Missy Franklin, says that when she gets to the pool, I've already pictured what's going to happen a million times so I don't actually have to think about it. Because thinking about something takes a lot of effort. If you're thinking about something for the first time, those are two neurons in your brain that haven't yet wired together. Do you ever notice when you're learning something new, it's like harder to remember? I'm watching this with my toddler right now. So he has this incredible, uncanny, genius ability to be able to look at a car logo on a car, like the emblem on the front of a car, and say what that car is. Okay, he's 20 months. I know we've already gotten accepted to Harvard. Actually, University of Michigan, go blue. Just kidding. We're not those parents. Whatever he wants to do and go and experience is beautiful. But he is able, at 20 months, to look at an emblem that looks like a peace sign on a car and say mercedes mercedes or to look at a circle that has blue and white pieces in it and say abu w which means bmw in his <laughs> his way of speaking and he can do it with jeep he can do it with volvo he can do it with nissan he can do it with mazda it's really quite remarkable a friend of mine said you know forget about purpose girl just do videos of him doing this and you're going to get like multimillion dollar contracts from those car companies. And then you can like never have to hold classes for payment again. And you can just like change the world for free. And I was like, that's freaking genius, right? It's adorable that he could do this. But he doesn't yet know Cadillac. And this morning... We were down by the valets. My parents living in Miami, they live in a building with valets out front. So I want to be at the pool every afternoon and morning and he wants to be at the valet. It's hilarious. That's how much he loves cars and trucks. And so this morning there was a Cadillac there and we haven't seen Cadillac except once. So I took him up to it and I said, Shay, what's this one? And he didn't know. So I said, Cadillac. And he looked at me and I said, can you say that back? And he didn't say anything. So I said Cadillac. And he usually repeats it. It took about four or five times. He repeated Cad, uh, Right? It was like he was trying to get the words together. And then maybe like five minutes later, we came back to it. And he couldn't remember. And that's totally fine. Right? It's totally fine. He didn't need to remember. He's 20 months old. My point is that the next car after that was Mercedes. Now, he has looked at and said, Mercedes... I don't know, a hundred times since being here in Miami. He has seen a lot of Mercedes in this building. He sees Honda a lot. Maybe, I don't know, a hundred times he's seen Honda. So he can just look at that symbol and say Honda without having to think about it. And this is how your brain works. Your brain saves energy for what's new. That's why we create these strong neural networks in your brain for things that you experience over and over and over again, or you think about over and over and over again, your brain says, oh, this must be important. Let me make a strong neural pathway. And therefore, I won't have to put energy and effort into it. And why does this matter then with visualizing your life the way that Lindsay Vaughn visualizes those slopes? Because if your brain's like, oh, I don't have to like think about what is this cattle what, what, what? Your brain instead is like, oh, beach house or, oh, retirement or, oh, traveling the world or, oh, quitting your nine to five job and creating your purpose. Sweet. It doesn't have to think about that as a desire. It gets to focus its energy on actually doing and making it happen. And here's the cool thing about your brain. Your brain will work for you if you let it. We have to put the effort into being totally intentional with where we put our mind because you and I both know If you aren't intentional with where you put your mind, your mind will go where it wants to go, which isn't usually all sorts of negative things. Why did I say that in the meeting? Oh my gosh, wasn't she a jerk when we were at school pickup? Oh my God, I gained 10 pounds. Like whatever the things are that your brain says all the time, right? So if that's what you're constantly thinking, your brain is creating strong neural pathways around that. So we have to intentionally be the creators of our own brain and what we say, so that that becomes the running dialogue as much as we can. And then your brain will get to work for you. And let me tell you, this works. Visualization works so well. So well. I mean, I can't even tell you. It's blown my mind a million times. Now, a lot of people know the book, The Secret. I love The Secret book or movie, whatever you've seen. And when I was in graduate school to get my master's degree in positive psychology, the science of happiness and human flourishing, at University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League school, which I only share because to hear this story, it was day two. I'm sitting in my Ivy League education at 36 years old. Right, I went back to school as a second career. Our professor, who's like an esteemed professor at this Ivy League university, brings up the secret, and he said, "How many of you have heard of the secret?" And my entire class groaned. Ugh. And I'm like, me, <laughs> happy about it, right? And he went on to ask why people were groaning and to explain that positive psychology is a science. It's not the secret. And I very slowly started to raise my hand because I'm thinking, I thought I was coming to graduate school for happiness. What's wrong with these people? They don't like the secret. So I very slowly raised my hand and I'm like, I love the secret because I believe that what we think about happens, what we think about, we bring about, and I have experience of it in my life. Now, I consider myself quite brave. And when I went to the bathroom after that, a woman came up to me and she's like, thank God you said that. And then she became my bestie in grad school, of course. But here's where the secret maybe went awry and where people maybe have gotten it wrong. The secret as a book or a movie might give you the idea that if you just think about living your purpose, it will happen. There is an additional step. And the additional step is audacious, courageous action. We don't have to know exactly how to create our vision, but we have to be willing to do whatever is the first step that we can think of and whatever is the second step that we can think of. And so this incredible life that is far from perfect, has a lot of its own life in it, right? Like baby would not sleep last night. We've had such a hard time since daylight savings time and being in Miami, like he is having such a hard time sleeping, Last night at 2.30, he insisted, uppy, 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 out of his crib, would only come into our bed. And I've never done this before. So he slept with us, which actually felt yummy on the one hand. On the other, I got no sleep because he was just kicking me as he turned around and turned around. And then this morning, refused to sit in his high chair for breakfast. And what does refuse look like, right? It's like he tightens his legs, tightens every limb. He arches his back. Nah! So it's not like every minute is like totally I'm riding high. I've got a lot of things going on in my life, some personal challenges, someone I love very, very, very dearly is not well. And I still live a really incredible, extraordinary life. It's all how I choose to think about it. It's all what I do with my dreams and desires. And with even those challenges, it still is really freaking incredible. I mean, I'm living in Miami for the month for free. I have this beautiful husband. We're going out on a date tonight. I don't know where. He scheduled a date and just told me to dress all pretty. This past weekend, I spent with my college friends because after college, one after another, we all started getting married. And when the weddings were done, we said, oh my God, when are we going to get together again? And we decided we were going to get together every year. And that was 20 or 25 years ago. And we still do it. Other than the two years of COVID, and so we haven't seen each other in three years. And we just got together this past weekend. And it was so great. I love these women. But we did that because we had a vision of doing it. And then we took action on that vision, right? We were sitting there at 28, 29, whatever age we were when the last person got married. And we had a vision that we were going to get together every year, that we were going to be in our 40s, in our 50s, in our 60s, still getting together on the beach in Florida every year. And no matter what, no matter how many kids, no matter what's going on with jobs, we have done it. I brag. Because we had a vision. And we have been so committed to that vision. And the same is true of the whole life that I am living. That vision board, have I been on Oprah yet? No. Do I still see it in my mind all the time so that when she and I are actually sitting down, it won't be that unusual because in my mind, we've already done it? Yes. I do have my own show and we just reached 400,000 downloads. Thank you so much. What does that mean? It means that there are thousands and thousands of you who are downloading every episode, who are listening all the time, who are passing this on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So in my own way, I am in that Oprah spot. Two weeks ago, I held the Women's Day event. For the second year in a row, I held the world's largest event for International Women's Day where 2,000 women registered. What? I said I wanted to empower thousands of women. I said I wanted to be on stage with women saying yes to purpose. Guess what? Y'all did. I got to speak about purpose. I got to interview some of my mentors and icons like Regina Tomaschauer, who's the world's leader in feminine power and in pleasure, written New York Times best-selling book. I got to interview her on this stage for thousands. Pinch me. I have this beautiful baby with curly hair. And even though he walks now, I did see him crawling across just as I had in my vision. And look, it would have been fine if he didn't have curly hair. It's just crazy that I had envisioned it. So it's not that it looks 100% like the vision board. But the feeling is there. It's the same feeling. And that is the key to visualizing. Even if you don't know what you want. You don't know. You're like, Karen, I don't know. I don't know what my vision is. Cool. I got you. I'm going to share with you in a minute how I can help you with that for free. We begin with how you want to feel. We begin with that, and we feel it in our bodies. And I'm so passionate about this. Listen, Oprah visualizes. Jay-Z said he has never allowed himself a day where he didn't envision this incredible, powerful, successful life. Will Smith uses visualization. All of these people use visualization. They must be onto something. And the research backs them up. I'm so passionate about this because I am proof that you can have a vision for your life and you can create it no matter what. No matter what has been happening in my life. I've never let adversity take me off of my vision. Not when I had miscarriages. Yeah, I went through some down times and I got back up because I knew I had a larger vision. I knew I had larger purpose of impacting as many women's lives as I could. I didn't let the adversity of challenges. Josh and I went through challenges early in our marriage. We had people that weren't well. My heart was with them. It took a lot of time. And I came back to my purpose, of course. It doesn't matter what adversities I've had. What has led me here is that I haven't allowed, even for one day, for me to veer off of my vision. Might new visions come up? Absolutely. And then it's totally like, let me evaluate this. But I have believed in myself. And here's the thing, sister, I believe in you. Even if you don't know what your vision is, even if you have no clue what you want, I believe in you or else you wouldn't, you wouldn't be listening to the Purpose Girl podcast. You want to live your happiest life. I want you to live your happiest life. I want and I see the vision of you living in absolute and utter epic joy and vitality and vivaciousness, and freedom, and delight, and dancing, and ocean swimming, and all of it. I see it. And that's why I'm so passionate about this, that from March 28th until March 30th, 2022, I am holding a totally free masterclass, three-day masterclass, free, to teach you how to visualize and to help you Create your own vision in your life, get so clear on vision, get so clear on desires, get so clear on dreams, so clear on purpose. To look at the blocks, whether for you that is perfectionism, that is self doubt, that is lack of self worth, that is comparison, that is inertia from COVID and the two years. Like, we're going to look at that. I'm going to teach you how to overcome it. And then we're going to move into audacious action because we have to be the ones who decide that our life is going to be different, that our life is going to be extraordinary. And I believe it for you. I believe it for myself and I believe it for you. And let me sitting here in the closet in Miami be proof to you of what's possible. And so I want you to join us. I'm inviting you to join us. Hundreds of women will be taking this masterclass. It's totally free. Why am I doing it for free? Because I believe That when women are living their purpose, the world will change. I believe that joyful women are going to radiate so much light that it is going to literally soften the hearts and literally create the opportunities for every human alive to eat and to have money and for equality and for freedom. I believe that that's how children will actually follow their dreams when they see their mothers doing the same. I know that women living their purpose, following the vision for their life, living in that freedom and that exquisite joy, that is what is going to change things. So this masterclass is totally free. Now you get information on it and you go to register for free at karenrockhine.com forward slash vision. And the times of the three days are there, but don't worry about the times. You register even if you can't make it live because then you get the replays and you get all the materials that are gonna be coming for this three masterclass. Okay, so you need to register and it's gonna blow your mind. If you love listening to the Purpose Girl podcast, like Amy who sent me that message, if you get so much out of this, by me just being in your ear imagine me actually teaching you personally a class where you get to be interactive and you get to respond and you like can you imagine and can you imagine if you weren't doing it alone in your car or while you're sweeping the floor or while you are on a zoom call (laughs) pretending to be present but you're really listening to the purpose girl podcast can you imagine doing it with other women who are exactly where you are, and you each were saying, oh my gosh, you can do this. Yes, I see you. Yes, I believe you. Yes, that's an amazing idea. Yes, no more fear, sister. Like, that is what freaking elevates us. Like, literally, the world is like going to levitate, It's going to expand when we are all together doing this. And I see it for you, and I believe in you. So I want you to join us for free. I've only been talking about this for two days so far, and already more than 100 women have signed up. So I know That by the time of this course, when Monday comes around, we're going to have hundreds and hundreds. Don't miss out. If you like the Purpose Girl podcast, then you will, I mean, you're going to love, like your mind is going to be blown. You're going to be like, wait, what just happened? Because just the energetic of that class is going to blow you away. And I want you to create the vision for your life. And if you have the vision, I want you to take that first step. And if you take the first step, I want you to take the second step. And if it seems like it's not working, I want you to tell yourself it's all working. How can I use this as a lesson? Every single thing we do is an opportunity. And I believe in it for you, sister. And I know, because remember, I studied positive psychology, the science of happiness from an Ivy League university. I have taught classes in this at an Ivy League university. I know that this is a key to happiness. We know that when you achieve your goals, you feel good about yourself, right? Think about how bad you feel when you don't. Think about how bad you feel when you keep talking and talking about something, but you never do anything about it versus you take the vision, and you actualize it. We know how good that feels. Even better when it's aligned with your heart and soul. It's not a goal that someone else said, oh, you should make a lot of money or you should have that kind of job. No, the kind of stuff we're talking about are like heart expanding soul aligned exquisite exceptional blow your mind blow your heart open incredible extraordinary living and that's what we're going to be doing join us and even if you don't join us you better be tonight sitting down with that napkin from the coffee shop and starting to visualize because it will make a difference with that my love Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. I hope you loved it. Make sure you join us for Visionary Vixen, the three-day masterclass to go live your legacy. It's called Visionary Vixen. I love me some vixens. Vixens are, yes, female foxes, which I love, and fierce-spirited women. So this masterclass is called Visionary Vixen. You register by going to karenrockine.com forward slash vision and get your cute tushy. Get your booty in my class. Let me give that cute tushy a little kick toward creating the life that you want, toward figuring out what life you want. It's gonna be, it's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna be extraordinary. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be so good. Join us. Because coming to that class alone is how we change the world one woman at a time. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.